Welcome to episode 27 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's episode, we look back at the thrilling series victory in Atlanta on Wednesday with Nick Cassianos' huge game, as well as the series sweep versus the Mets, Orion Kirkering's debut, as well as the rest of the pitch- pitching staff, few hitters to keep an eye on as we make our way to another Red October next week. So without further ado... Let's get this show started. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. That's fair enough. Okay. Two balls, two strikes. The stretch, here's the pitch, swung on, hit in the air, right field, towards the line goes Castellanos in foul territory, he makes the catch, Williams will tag, the spin, the throw, and he is out at the plate, Nick Castellanos guns down Luke Williams, Garrett Stubbs with the tag as Castellanos fires to the plate from foul ground. And we're going to the 10th inning. Unbelievable. What made you decide to want to catch that one on the right field line? I don't know. At the la- I thought I was going to drop it, and at the last minute, a voice popped in my head and said, catch and throw him out. So it wasn't like, like your, your momentum going through the ball. It wasn't like, okay, I think I'm going to be able to fire a, a strike to the plate here. It was just kind of like a split-second thing there. I don't know, man. It just happened. What a game by Nick Castellanos with two home runs, not to mention... That incredible throw with one out in the bottom ninth to have the assist to extend the game into extra innings. It was incredible, you know. Francie's call was amazing. The The TV broadcast, John Crock, went um, through several, stage, several stages as Cassianos was making his way to the ball, and, you know, just about everyone wanted him to drop it. Um and he heard that voice. He heard a voice uh, that told him at the last second to catch him and throw him out. And thank goodness that's what occurred. Who knows what would have happened had he ended up dropping that ball. So just a huge, huge victory on Wednesday. They ended up winning 6-5 to five in the 10th inning. Big, um, big 10th inning um, by Bryson Stott as uh, it was looking like the Phillies might squander another dramatic late-game moment for a second there without scoring in the 10th. But Bryson Stock came through, as he often does, with the bases loaded two outs, hit a, <clears throat> a stretch for a ball, sent it down the left field line, scored two runs, and that's all we needed to hold on 6-5. to five. Uh, Matt Strom looked really good in the bottom of the 10th to hold on, get, a, get another save in his for his season, um, just an awesome way, a really, really good series victory in Atlanta, given how the previous week went in Philly with the Braves taking three out of four. So that was much needed, I think, for this team's um, standings and confidence moving forward as we hope to face Atlanta in the NLDS. Um, really carried it over into the weekend four-game series against the Mets. Felt really good to knock them out of the playoffs officially. I believe it was Friday. Um, Awesome just to get the sweep. Really good 
game on Friday, Sir Anthony. Um, another extra inning game after another couple of home runs allowed by the Phillies bullpen late with Soto and Kimbrell, but Sir Anthony held on in the 10th. Um, scoreless, two strikeouts. Um, did have a couple walks, got into some a tricky situation, but was able to help, hold on with a, a really important strikeout, and um, he's been looking better of late, so... Add that to the list of encouraging things that have happened this past week. Um, Alec Bohm ended up with a, a walk-off after they intentionally walked Bryce Harper in the top of the inning, or the bottom of the 10th, rather. Um, Bohm was able to hit a, a blooper right over the first baseman's head to win the game. Uh, Trey Turner scored the winning run. Um, then Sunday was an awesome game by the pitching staff so Christopher Sanchez had yet another outstanding start won seven innings just two runs on a home run um 10 strikeouts again and to just one walk so just absolutely incredible season by Christopher Sanchez what he's been able to come in and do for this team as we were in need of uh some rotation depth in the midseason and how about Orion Kirkering uh making his debut with two strikeouts um we'll get to in a minute here and then Michael Lorenz in a, a role that I wanted to see him more in as opposed to a piggyback starter I wanted to see him come into um one inning situations where he can kind of let it loose and he looked the best um that he's looked since the no hitter given it was only one inning but um a perfect inning uh to get his save uh, becomes I think only the 10th pitcher in major league history on Sunday to throw a no-hitter uh, in a season in addition to registering a save. Um, so just phenomenal showing by the uh, the pitching staff on Sunday, which was much needed as we try to get some of our more um, worked bullpen guys some rest heading into this final stretch here. Um, so speaking of Orion Kirkering, how about his debut in this call-up? Things are... Things are getting pretty exciting now. Uh, there's so many storylines with our young guys, with um, Johan Rojas becoming potentially our everyday center fielder heading into the playoffs. And um, Kergering, 22 years old, made his way through five levels uh, to get to the majors this year. When you think of it, he started at the Florida State Complex, Complex League, um, then to low A Clearwater. High A Jersey Shore, spent the bulk of his season in double A Reading, um, and then the last week in triple A. I, th I think he only had one outing um, in Lehigh Valley for the Iron Pigs before his call up. Um, absolutely filthy, just electric stuff. Um, everything as advertised, and then some in his debut on Sunday to. Uh, Come in and strike out two of the three and get a uh, routine grounder to shortstop for the other out um, and sandwiched in between the strikeouts. He just, uh, I think he threw 10 out of his 12 pitches were his incredible slider. Um, and, but he, and then he reaches 100 miles an hour on his fastball. So just um, electric stuff, such a bright future that uh, looks promising ahead for his career. Um, and man, do we need an, another high leverage right-handed arm as we try to, uh, send this thing back to the World Series. So just really exciting stuff. Really looking forward to seeing him more 
in these final six games heading into uh, the wild card series next week. Um, I was reading on uh, Matt Gelb, excellent Phillies writer for The Athletic, had a good uh, bio piece on Kirkering the following day after Sunday. And something I didn't hear, uh, he in his high school um, kind of all-star travel ball team, he played with Roy Halladay's son. Um, and at the time, Roy Halladay was kind of like a guest uh, pitching coach for the travel ball team. So it's uh, just another really cool connection to the Phillies. Um, Kirkering, when he was eight years old, went to um, a World Series game in 2008 when the Phillies won it with his dad. And um, just to think of how things can come full circle in that way, it's such a cool aspect of sports. But yeah, um, for Roy Halladay to uh, give him his or be his uh, high school travel ball pitching coach. Um, I guess their Kirkering would shake off some signs from the catcher, knowing having conviction in what he wanted to throw. And there was some, um, you know, disagreement from the coaches saying that in high, his high school coach wasn't going to like that. And Kirkering's dad um, said, well, what does Halliday think? And Halliday said, it said he loved it. Like, you know, he's got to do him and, as long as he's thrown with conviction and belief behind the his decision of his pitches, that that's the most important part. And you can you could really see that in just his uh, three batter debut on Sunday. That um, there was certainly a confidence behind his stuff, and um, you know, rightfully so. There was another thing um, that I read where Kirkering's horizontal break on his slider is much more consistent with that of a cutter than a slider which makes it so unique even real muto said it was one of the most unique sliders that he's ever seen um so yeah he has three times the horizontal break on his slider than league average um to put it into context zach wheeler who is our unquestioned ace right now one of the best pitchers in the game wheeler's slider averages 2.5 inches of horizontal movement and ready for this, Kirkerings on Sunday averaged 16.5. 16.5, 14.5 more inches of movement than that of Zach Wheeler's. Absolutely incredible. Um, you know, so uh, just so so happy to see Kirkerings' addition to this team and what it could represent moving forward. Um, so we'll definitely keep tabs on that very closely, as as all Phillies fans will. Um, and then Aaron Nola also on Wednesday versus the Braves, uh, just a very, very, very needed quality start for him. He, uh, he ended up going six innings, gave up just two runs, eight strikeouts to zero walks. So he was looking really good on, on Wednesday. He got himself into, um, some jams with some, uh, some movement on the bases, but he did not falter. He was able to persevere through out of the stretch, which has been his biggest, um, arguably his biggest vice this entire year, was maintaining his quality stuff while there are runners on the base. He's been um, just about elite with the bases empty, but he's a totally different pitcher when there's movement on the bases. So he was able to show some signs of progression at just the right time moving forward. Um, so really encouraging to see that from Aaron Nola on Wednesday in addition um, to the games of Castellanos and 
Bryson Stott's walk-off and Matt Strom, so on and so forth. Um, Ranger Suarez has been looking really, continue to look really solid. He's given up some runs the last few games, but nothing that um, has put the team out of, um, in a t- too tough of a spot in his games. His last three games, he's gone 6.1, 6, and 6.2 innings pitched um, to 21 strikeouts. And um, so, yeah, there, there you go. There's our number two and three as we prepare for the three-game wildcard series. And in my opinion, what looks rather likely at this point uh, with Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez. So hopefully get another good quality one from Nola tonight, um, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show. And Christopher Sanchez, as I mentioned, um, in two of his last three starts, he's gone uh, seven-plus innings or um, 7.1 three starts ago against Atlanta and seven on Sunday. Uh, Ten strikeouts in two of those last three as well uh, to very little walks. So just can't can't say enough what Christopher Sanchez has represented on this team in the season. Um, just a, a better version of what Bailey Falter was able to do when Zach Wheeler sat out um, parts of August and September last year. Um, Jose Alvarado uh, has been looking really good in his last three in his last three games with uh, a total of three innings pitched, only given up one hit, uh, zero walks, which much like Nola and Sanchez is as indicative of how good of a pitcher is really pitching as just about anything when you're able to uh, control the command in the plate, which is something he struggled a little bit with um, returning from multiple injuries this summer uh, into September, which is um, very encouraging to see him start turning around his command issues and his cutters back his cutter has once again become one of the best pitches in the game because of his ability to command it um so like i said last three just one hit five strikeouts to zero walks for alvarado and dominguez has shown some some signs of encouragement as well after really struggling for parts of the season and giving up um really Backbreaking home runs, uh, three of them in the last couple weeks, uh, two to Miami and one to the Cardinals and rookie Jordan Walker that ended up losing the game after they he gave up the lead in the eighth inning after a comeback. But his uh, his last two games, zero hits, um, zero runs, and two strikeouts, as well as that very big scoreless tenth inning um, against the Mets to hold on on Friday. Um, so a lot of, uh, encouraging things are starting to return. The trends are starting to turn in the Phillies favor once more after a lot of, um, discouraging things that were happening as far as the pitching staff is concerned. So those are all really key pieces of this team. Craig Kimbrell still continues to look a little suspect. Um, he did give up the, uh, Game tying home run to Mets Mets rookie Brett Beatty on in the bottom or top of the ninth on Friday. So just kind of hope that maybe a little bit of rest in this final week here can reset things um, for Kimbrel moving into the playoffs. Um, as far as position players and hitters, how about Castellanos? I mean that incredible game on Wednesday with uh, that incredible throw, like like only he could do, honestly. 
with his uh, bravado out there in, in right field. Um, he's been absolutely on a tear. Um, he's really been playing well ever since that um, just horrendous uh, stretch post-All-Star break. Um, the final three weeks of July, he was horrendous. Since August 1st, he had a um, a big home run down in Miami, and that seemed to really turn things back in his favor. In the last 12 games especially, he's batting 372 with 16 hits in the last 12 games, seven home runs. So that power stroke is really finding his form is more so than um, than we've witnessed him in a Phillies uniform. 17 RBIs uh, in the last 12 games. And he's got five straight games with an extra base hit at this point. Um, his, in the totality of his September games, he's he has an 899 OPS. Um, so very encouraging to start to see things um, really heat up for Cassianos at the at, at the perfect time right now. Uh, Alec Bohm has been playing really good baseball, too, at the plate. Um, his last 14 games, he's batting 310 with 18 hits. 18 hits in 14 games, three home runs. Um, and for the season, he is kind of the guy that you want as much as anyone. I mean, you, you would say Bryce Harper, I imagine, is the guy that you want at the plate in the biggest moments. But Alec Bohm is right there with him, right behind him, wherever you want to put him. He uh for the entire season he's batting three fifty one with runners in scoring position. So uh just a great timely hitter. Um overall really just good solid season at this point for Alec Bohm. Um and seems to be really heating up at the right time as well. Real Muto's been playing better baseball from the plate. Um he currently has a six-game hitting streak, two home runs in those six games, seven RBIs. Um, something I would like to see from really a lot of guys on this team when it comes to Castellanos and even Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm to a certain extent, um, and especially JT Romuto, is a little bit more patience at the plate. Um, you can make the argument both ways. You're going to get probably some of the better pitches to hit very early on in the count if not the first pitch but um real muto only has two walks in the entire month of september and he he has zero walks in his last 14 games at the plate um so although his bat is starting to heat up he reached 20 home runs for the second consecutive season for the fills um would like to see him exhibit a little bit more patience and ultimately get some more walks at the plate. Um, but other than that, uh, just really good signs from Miro Muto's bat after some struggles throughout the season, especially at home. Um, so, uh, yeah, those three guys, if we got them rolling, um, if we have obviously have a lot of confidence in Bryce Harper and his ability to, to turn this switch on. Um, Kyle Schwarber, uh, should be hitting for some power in the playoffs, hopefully. And Bryson Stott, not worried about. He's been kind of showing some signs of potential fatigue after playing the longest season of his career this year. But um, I still have full confidence in his ability to produce at the plate. Um, and Brandon Marsh, too, uh, has had a really nice season. So I'm not too worried about uh, those core, as well as Johan Rojas and what you know, really his production at the plate can be considered a bonus considering considering 
how elite his defense is. So um, if we have Castellanos, Bohm, and Real, Real Muto producing, this offense gets um, extremely scary for opposing teams very quickly. Um, so very encouraged, again, to see them. You know, there's been... A lot of negativity on my show for the last few weeks um, with some worries and some question marks. Um, it's really nice to see this team responding to this adversity from a pitching and offensive perspective. Um, some really key parts of this team are starting to find their stride and play some of their best baseball of the whole year at the perfect time as we only have six left. It's really hard to believe. I mean, if we sit at 87 and 69, a season high, uh, 18 games above 500, um, eight and two in their last 10 after struggling a little bit before that in September. Um, we're currently on a five game winning streak, have the ability to clinch not only the playoffs tonight against Pittsburgh, but also the wild card number one seed that will get us that, uh, those three wild card games at the bank next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so things are really trending in the perfect direction. Couldn't, couldn't have came at a better time. Um, you know, it's it's very un-Phillies-like to be uh, on this run right now, but, you know, you just carry that confidence from the run they did last year, and it was as if, you know, we, we struggled on June 3rd, seven games under, 25-32, and ever since then turned on the switch, and... As baseball is, you know, it's not going to be a continuous um, run at that point without uh, running into some adversity. It's it's much like in life. It's about how you respond to the adversity when it comes your way and, and uh, respond they have. I mean, to to go 8-10 and 10 after, you know, some really heartbreaking losses after all of those... Um, late inning heroics i think it was five of them we documented that um late inning uh game tying or go ahead home runs that ended up in losses to battle through that and respond in the way that they have is really a, a testament of their their mental fortitude and their ability to respond to um adversity like i said and just persevere which is what um playoff success is ultimately made of they're 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 going to have some tough moments and it's going to be, um, you know, the onus is going to be placed on how they respond to those moments when they happen. And, um, you know, the, everything that this team has been able to persevere through is going to remind them that when they are do have their backs against the wall that they are capable of responding because they've proved it time and time again this year. Um so feeling uh, feeling pretty excited. Just a couple side notes I'd like to see. Some final roster configuration as we um, settle things in to try to get the perfect lineup for the playoff run. Um, love the move of Kirkering, um, optioning Junior Marte. Um, it looks at this point like Kirkering and Lorenzen um, should be the final uh, the 12th and 13th men um, on this pitching staff, leaving out guys like Junior Marte and Andrew Bellotti and ultimately Dylan Covey should get pushed out. So um, we'll have a really solid pitching staff without very many weak parts. Um, 
that we can turn to in the playoffs. Uh, an offensive move I would really like to see as Jake Cave has just not quite cut it um, after he was tearing it up in Lehigh Valley for most of the summer. Hasn't, hasn't been anything great um, with Pat Shea coming back and the emergence of Johan Rojas. We really don't need a fifth outfielder out there. Um, and Rodolfo Castro has just not been a part of this team um, for about the last month and a half or so. So I don't really see them playing into much um, uh, roster depth and moments in the postseason. Someone I would like to see, Weston Wilson, who came up, only had six at-bats and homered in his first ever major league at bat earlier this summer. Um, I believe that, yeah, that was the same night as Michael Lorenzen's no-hitter. He has had an incredible season. I think he ended up, excuse me, um, ended up with over 30 home runs in AAA this year in the minors altogether. Nice right, uh, right-handed power bat that can play multiple positions on the infield, can play third base and first base and potentially some corner outfield as well. I would love to see them um, call up Wilson for these final six games uh, this year um, in lieu of Jake Cave and ultimately um, in lieu of Rodolfo Castro on the playoff roster as we trim it down from 14 position players to 13. Um, so right now you could replace Cave with Wilson, Get him some at-bats um, now that AAA season is officially over as of Sunday. Um, we can get uh, get Wilson some at-bats and prepare him for a potential big right-handed pinch-hitting spot come important moments in the playoffs. That is something that I think would round out this roster really well. That would give us um, a bench of uh, Pache, uh, Edmundo Sosa, Garrett Stubbs and Weston Wilson um, for the playoffs, which I would take Wilson over Cave and Castro um, as that right-handed bat. So I, I would love to see them make that as kind of the final little tinkering to try to perfect this roster as best that they can with what they have at their disposal. Um, another side note, Trey Turner has been struggling since his uh, incredible stretch post-ovation into mid-September. Um, he has zero home runs now in his last 11 games. This is kind of his historical trend throughout his career. He, when he's hot, he gets really hot and then he kind of cools off for a little bit and it, it ebbs and flows with the peaks and valleys. So he's kind of in one of those valleys right now, but hopefully he can turn it around. He did have a big hit last game, uh, an extra base hit that got him out of a skid there. He, uh, he does only have one hit in his last six games in total. Um, but I'm not too worried after what he's been able to prove with his stretch post ovation. I think that um, he should be fine as we head into the playoffs, but something to keep an eye on in these final few or handful of games down the stretch as we should be resting guys after tonight as we clinch everything, hopefully tonight, um, get some guys some rest. So maybe a little bit of rest could be beneficial to Turner as he's trying to figure out um, his struggles right now. And some big news out of Atlanta, Charlie Morton, um, has been put on the 15-day IL, which um, as of right now leaves him ineligible for the NLDS, which if the Phillies are fortunate enough to make it out of the wild card round, that is who they will face, the Braves. So really alters their pitching staff, which is looking like a weakness right now for them um, 
in addition to their bullpen. Uh, Spencer Strider has been amazing. Max Fried has been really good. However, he's dealing with a blister issue right now, and it does not look like he'll be starting again in the regular season in preparation for a potential Game 1 or Game 2 start come the NLDS. So some uh, some similar things, some cracks in the foundation are starting to appear very similarly to what happened at the end of uh, Atlanta season last year after winning 101 games. Spencer Strider and Max Fried were both kind of dealing with some ailments that came uh, came back to bite them when the Phillies came to town in um, in the NLDS last year. So Charlie Morton out, Max Fried dealing with a blister, which leaves um, Spencer Strider uh, less than 100% Max Fried and rookie Bryce Elder, who's been really good. However, the, the Phillies did hit, hit him pretty good in last week's series. Um Potential Kyle Wright, um, who the Phillies have just annihilated the last couple times they faced him. Um, maybe Braves deploy their rookie uh, Shoyer, I think. Uh, Smith Shoyer, who's been pretty solid. But um, the Charlie Morton thing is is really big. He's been one of the better playoff pitchers in baseball over the last 10 years. Um, so it's encouraging to see that. Um Hopefully all the uh, the Atlanta Braves' uh, incredible season, they peaked uh, a little too early, and they'll run out of gas as we come to face them again, hopefully, if we make it to them in the NLDS. As of right now, Arizona and Chicago are tied at 82-74 and 74 for the um, that second wildcard spot. Arizona does hold the tiebreaker as they took six out of seven in the last couple weeks against the Cubs to kind of fight their way back into that second spot so they are tied with six to go however uh the cubs will have to finish a game ahead of them for the phillies to face the cubs and at this point um it's kind of pick your poison because the the diamondbacks and the cubs top two starters are both really good pitchers and they both historically pitched really well against the phillies when you think arizona zach gallon and um Merrill Kelly at both uh, in about three or four starts pitched really well against the Phillies as well as Justin Steele the lefty ace for the Cubs this year uh, and Marcus Stroman um, they both pitched really well against the Phillies in about three or four starts against them in their careers as well so at this point keep an eye on that I'm not sure who, who I'd rather face um, I just want that home field as we should wrap up tonight. Speaking of tonight, an opportunity to clinch the postseason for the second straight year. Aaron Nola will be taking the mound after a, an incredible start last season against the Astros to clinch their first berth in 11 years, I believe it was. So hopefully Nola for the second straight year can do the honors of being the winner, winning pitcher, winning pitcher in the playoff clincher. Um Second straight start heading into next week would be really uh, nice to see. It won't, won't be easy. Uh, Pi- Pirates quality starter Mitch Keller will be on the mound, who's 13-9 and with a 4-2-5 ERA. Um, tomorrow night, we got a 6-40 start with Ranger Suarez finishing out his season, getting ready for the playoffs against Johan Oviedo, I believe is how you say his name, he, who has 80 walks this season, so... Would love to see some patience by the Phillies batters on Wednesday night going against a pitcher who's all the way up to 80 walks. 
Then Thursday, 6.05, Zach Wheeler getting his final tune-up before potentially getting the start next Tuesday in Game 1 against Pirate starter Luis Ortiz, who has 50 strikeouts this year to 44 walks. So almost a walk per strikeout. Um, so Wednesday, Thursday is going to be a good opportunity to, to see some pitches for this Phillies lineup and work some walks and go deep into the count. Um, Friday, end of the season in New York against the Mets. 7-10 on Friday. Should be Taiwan Walker going against uh, Tyler Miguel for, for the, the Mets. Um, Saturday, 7-10 as well. Night game on Saturday. Christopher Sanchez should get his final start against I don't know who for the Mets. And then Sunday will be interesting to see what the Phillies do. Do they start Michael Lorenzen in the final game of the year? Um Probably, I'm thinking Dylan Covey will probably get the start on Sunday. Um, but we shall see. There obviously shouldn't be very much to play for at that point. I'm hoping the Phillies take two out of three versus Pittsburgh, two out of three versus the Mets. Finish the season four and two to go 91 and 71. Who would have thought earlier on at the end of May into early June? Incredible. Um,. So next next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, will be the three. First Tuesday, Wednesday will be the two games and a potential winner take all on Thursday in the wild card round at the bank. It looks like Red October coming our way. So that'll do it for today's episode. I will be having another episode as a playoff preview after the weekend. I uh, before then I will also be. Um, trying to put out an episode of the top 10 moments of the second half of the season, as I did at the midway point, the top 10 moments of the first half. I, w- I will do the top 10 moments of the second half accompanied with in-game audio from our boy Scott Fransky. So be on the lookout for that. As always, thank you so much for listening. And go Phillies as we march our way to Red October times two from last season carryover from the World Series. Unfortunate loss last year. Hopefully we redeem it this year. Things are looking pretty good. So that'll do it. Thank you all again, and I will talk to you all soon. Take care and go Phillies.